Get ready, it's time for Motorsports Madness, powered by the staff at Race Chaser Online. Your motorsports, your way, every day. And now, here's your host, Jacob Seelman. Oh, hi, that's me. And it also means it's time to talk about racing again, which is a really good thing and something I'm very excited about. So, good evening, race fans, and welcome to another round of Motorsports Madness. If you're catching us on the Performance Motorsports Network or on SoundCloud, on Spreaker on Sports Byline USA through the American Forces Radio Network. However, wherever you're listening to us, or if you're watching on the Race Chaser Media Facebook page and seeing our mugs, I'm not going to call this beautiful, Tom, because I wouldn't know. Speak I don't know if yourself. I would go that far. Speak but, for yourself. You know, we're happy you're here wherever you're tuning in from, and we have a lot to get to. In fact, we have a couple of fun guests to talk to, kind of a short track theme for this show, Tom, as we get to talk to Mike Diaz from Southern National Motorsports Park. Uh, really cool program they've got going on with their late models this year and then later Aaron Creed from the Super Cup Stock Car Series is going to join us because their opener at Dominion Raceway on yep. Saturday night. Yeah, I mean it's going to be a a different type of show in terms of our guests because as you say what uh, Michael Diaz is doing at uh, Southern National is it could be groundbreaking depending on how it works out. And we always love talking stock cars. So Super Cup Stock Car Series fits right into that. Um, they are basically a short track series. It uses full-size NASCAR-type stock cars. And we'll uh, talk about their opener and what they've got going on with Aaron Creed a little later on. And the fun part to this is the reason we get to be a little bit diverse in our guest lineup this week is because we have ARCA, the Xfinity Series, and the Cup Series all in Talladega. And because of the kind of weird schedule requiring a lot of drivers to travel down on Wednesday for tech and all that other fun stuff on Thursday, which is when we air this show live, uh, we got to branch out outside of our comfort zone. So uh, looking forward to that, looking forward to all the discussion we will talk about during this show, which will include, of course, some conversation about the events at Talladega this weekend and a whole lot more still to come because, well, as Tom and I uh, tend to do, we get long-winded and this first segment doesn't allow for I that. that remark. <laughs> We're going to step aside for our first break but when we return we'll dig into the discussion and uh, get revved up about something i'm just not quite sure what yet so stand by don't go anywhere and uh, if you're making a snack make sure you come back because motorsports madness powered by mycomputercareer.edu continues right after this you own a performance car and you know how to drive but you want to learn real performance driving well bunky get that car off the street and onto the track summit point motorsports park the mid-atlantic's premier road racing facility located just over an hour from dc in nearby summit point west virginia is the place to go and you'll find that friday at the track is going to give you what you need for less than a monthly car payment you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of summit point's three world-class road racing circuits you'll receive classroom instruction skid pad instruction in their cars including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> 
It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. This is Anthony Alfredo, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. And that is a reminder that Anthony Alfredo will return to the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series at Charlotte coming up in May. It's also a sadness uh, that the trucks are off until Dover next weekend because I love trucks at Talladega, (laughs) and I always wish that the... uh, spring weekend would include them and that we didn't have to wait till October to see trucks drafting around that place. But in any effect, we still get to talk about uh, Talladega as it is. So welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker on this program with Chris Murdoch punching buttons back here. (laughs) I'm actually getting to play producer for the first time in a while, (laughs) which I enjoy, as some people know. And We'll try to keep it on track as much as we can. Uh, Talladega, though, shall we, gents? Because, Tom, we get ARCA, Xfinity, and Cup this weekend. Each race more unpredictable than the next. I think specifically with the Cup race, because with the tapered spacer package and the lack of restrictor plates and all this going on for 2019, we literally, not only do we have no idea who's going to win this race on Sunday, we have no idea what it's even going to look like. Yeah, Murdoch's over there next to you pushing the video buttons, but I think we were talking about it, and I think he said uh, 1987. That sounds right. Is that right? Is the, the the first time or the last time that we did not use restrictor plates? It was on right the after Speedway? the Bobby Allison crash. So yeah, it would have been around 1987. That is about 32 years ago, give or take, and. You know, it's been a while, Uh, so I don't know. And, of course, the cars have evolved so much since then, and you have basically a whole different set of drivers as well. Um, I don't really know what we get this weekend, which is kind of interesting. Um, I know you talked about that you had heard maybe more of a tandem kind of thing again um, 
I'm hoping not because I just never was a big fan of that. But um, I, I think it's going to be intriguing to see what happens with the cup race. I think more so we know what we're going to get with Arca and Xfinity um, because those two packages really haven't changed too Correct. much. Yeah. I, I think the Xfinity race, the thing I'm looking most forward to there is that we actually, this is a, another one of the dash for cash type uh-huh. deals. It's so, the third race of four for the dash for right. cash. So we don't have any moonlighters. We're focusing on Xfinity racers this weekend. Um, and I think that's going to make it a, a lot of fun to watch that race. Of course, the Arca Series um, for me is basically pick a Venturini car right now. Um, I Anybody can win any of the three races, but if I'm betting... I'm still going with Venturini, but I think the unpredictability of Talladega always makes it interesting to watch no matter what the situation is. Oh, I would agree with that, and I think uh, this is probably the most unpredictable Talladega weekend that we've had in a long time. By the way, May 3rd, 1987 was the event where Bobby Allison nearly uh, visited with the fans in the grandstands on the front stretch, and after that year, 1988 was officially the first year that full carburetor restrictor plates were used. So Chris's numbers were correct. Good yep. for him yep. on that. But as far as this weekend goes, yes, I've heard rumors that some of the engineers believe we may see tandem racing. Note all the possibles and mays and coulds that yeah. I'm using here because, we again, we don't know we don't really what's know. going to happen until the cars hit the track in a draft for practice, and then we'll find out what we're going to see for the remainder of the race weekend. It's possible we could see exactly what we've seen before. We just don't know. But what I do think is that the skill set required to be successful at, T- at Talladega, I don't believe, is going to change all that much because regardless whether it's pack racing or whether it's tandem racing you still have to have friends you still have to have teammates you still have to know how to time your runs and when to time your runs i mean some of these guys who were successful in the pack racing were equally as successful in the tandems a la brad keselowski which is why um if anybody listened to our stock car show this week they heard me pick brad keselowski to win and i stand by that 120 percent because i believe brad's the best driver in the super speedway era as it sits right now um do i think there could be surprises this weekend absolutely i i think when you look at this i think the first driver you have to look for even though it was a different package is the driver who kind of leapt out of the box and into his own in his first race with a new team back at the daytona 500 in february matt de benedetto i think he and levine family racing have a great shot to really surprise some people this weekend, Tom. And I, I, I have a question I want us to go back and forth on in a minute. But first, I want to get your your thoughts on DiBarito going into this weekend and whether maybe that 95 team can do what they did at Daytona. Well, again, we used restrictors at Daytona. So I don't, I think it's hard to use any past data about anything going into this race because I feel like it's the 2011 Daytona 500 all over again, and the only difference is Trevor Bain's not starting the race. Um, You know, if it is going to be a tandem, that's what I would equate it to. And if that's the case, I don't think you can 
even answer that question with any more than sure. Yeah, I think Matt's got a, a shot because I don't think we know. I'm a little more confident in general in the Chevys and the Fords at the moment without knowing what we're going to get from the package because of of I think their super speedway stuff in general seems better than the Toyotas. Of course, Denny won Daytona, so you know that would prove me wrong in that sense, but I still think overall that's what you're looking at. Now, with that being said, if we do have a tandem, then who's going to draft with De Benedetto? You've got four Joe Gibbs cars and Matt De Benedetto. So who's going to be his friend and will that work well? Because we know we did tandems before Jacob. It it mattered who was pushing, who was leading, and it also mattered who the two teammates were. Not everybody could work together with everybody equally the same. So um, I think if you, if, if you do if you do end up with a tandem style, it scrambles the whole thing. If we do more of a typical restrictor plate race, sure, he's got a great shot. And boy, that would be there. There are a few guys that if they could win, I think it would just knock the the house down. And he's one of them for sure. Absolutely. I think when you go back to 2013, the front row motorsports late race draft to the front where David Reagan won yeah. that race was was one that kind of knocked the house down. De Benedetto could do somewhat of the same. I think if we get a standard restrictor plate, you know, I, we can't really use the word restrictor plate race, a standard super speedway race. Uh, again this weekend, you know, Paul Menard and the Wood Brothers would be another one that I think that place would go nuts if they could find sure. a way to victory lane. Yep. But I, I think you bring up an interesting point, and I want to ask you why you have more faith in the Chevys and the Fords right now, considering that Joe Gibbs Racing has won six of the nine races so far this season. I mean, that, that to me, seems counterintuitive. I'm liking Toyotas. Well, again, it's a brand-new thing. That's why I say that, and because although Toyota and Ford, because it's been Gibbs and Penske here— um, and we can throw Blaney into that, even though he hasn't won yet. But they, those are the two teams that have been the strongest in the races. I think if you go back and you look at Daytona, you weren't talking about Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch. You know, you weren't focusing on those guys so much. I think on the big speedways, the power of the Chevys and even the Fords, I feel like, is still what I would look at to come to the front. I think at the very least, it equalizes everybody. So I don't know that, not saying a Toyota won't end up winning, that very well could happen. But whatever kind of racing you're going to do on the big speedways, I don't think one manufacturer has such a big advantage over the others. Um, So I just don't think we can automatically talk about Toyota and um, and Penske as being those guys are the the guys to beat in this situation because it's brand new. Fair enough. We're going to get ready to take a break here, and when we return, we will continue our Talladega discussion. I want definitely want to expand it into the Xfinity Series because with the Dash for Cash program this weekend, a $100,000 carrot on the line for somebody and everything else we've got going, <laughs> trust me, there's a lot to get to in that race. So don't go anywhere. Motorsports Madness, powered by my computer career, continues in just a couple of minutes. Stick around. We'll be right back. 
Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke located on Route 1 or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, is a lung disease that robs people of their ability to breathe. As many as 24 million Americans suffer from COPD, also known as chronic bronchitis or emphysema, and half of them don't know they have the disease. If you or someone you love is over 35 and has smoked more than 100 cigarettes in their lifetime, visit driveforcopd.org and take the screener, then take that to your doctor. I'm Jeff Stoltz, and I drive for COPD. Hi, I'm Noah Gregson, and you're listening to Motorsports Madness on PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. Well, that's appropriate, considering I was just getting ready to talk about him. That wasn't even planned, either. Well, <laughs> well welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Jacob Seelman, Tom <coughs> Baker uh, behind microphones. Chris Murdoch is punching video buttons, and I'm punching audio buttons and trying to talk, which is always a fun adventure. And we're going to take that fun adventure and talk about the Xfinity Series 
in just a minute. But first, Tom, uh, so I, again, people people keep talking, and I keep hearing on the radio when I'm going around town about information technologies, and I know our friends from my computer career can help, but I'm not exactly sure how they can help. So well, how can they help? That's a pretty simple answer. MyComputerCareer.edu is training for a better life. And the reason that it's training for a better life is because MyComputerCareer.edu can train you in as little as four months, just four months, to become an IT professional. There are about two million cybersecurity jobs and other IT positions that are unfilled right now in this country. So this is a career opportunity that is only going to become more important as we get further and further into this age of technology as opposed to being less important. So it's real easy to look into this. In fact, it's free. You can go to mycomputercareer.edu. There's a free career evaluation that you can take right on their site if you decide that this might be for you and you'd like to pursue this as a, a course of study and a career, financial aid is available for those who are eligible, including the GI Bill. And it's pretty simple. You, again, you can do this in as little as four months. You don't even have to do it full time, just a few days a week, either online or at one of their seven campuses across the country. Can't be much easier than that. Once you've completed your training, they do work with hundreds of employers so they can actually have a good shot at placing you into one of those unfilled positions. So again, as simple as go to mycomputercareer.edu, take the free career evaluation. It's not rocket science. It's not math and science. It's my computer career, and it's pretty simple. So just go uh, go look at, into it if you're thinking about a changing career or maybe you're just coming out of high school or um, you know, out of service or whatever, and you're looking for a direction for your life, this could be a very positive one for you. So mycomputercareer.edu. And of course, we appreciate all of the folks in my computer career being so supportive of everything that we've got going on here at Race Chaser. Indeed. What we got going on right now is a Dash for Cash race that's going to be happening yes. on Saturday for the NASCAR Xfinity Series. And good grief. Hang a $100,000 check out in front of four guys and tell them, hey, go finish ahead of the other three and win this. I, I like that thought. The drivers like this thought. It's already happened twice, by the way, where the Dash for Cash $100,000 winner has also won the race. Yeah. And I do believe that even though it's Talladega, it may take winning the race again on Saturday to collect the bonus. What I do, What I think is... Maybe more intriguing, perhaps, is the fact that you have the Money Lion 300 at Talladega, and you have the Money Lion Ford Mustang driver, Austin Sindrick, as one of the drivers eligible for the $100,000 bonus. Now, how big would it be to not only win a race, you know, Austin Sindrick says, I want to win any race, win a <laughs> yeah. race for your sponsor, and get a $100,000 check as well. I mean, this is shaping up pretty good for the for the double deuce this weekend, I think. There's a lot of things going right. And good grief, he's been so close. I mean, it doesn't get much closer than what he came to actually beating Cole Custer at Richmond a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and I think what that showed is how strong Cole actually was at Richmond and has been this season in general. Um 
out of that Stuart Haas racing camp. And I think Austin Sindrick is he's right on the verge. I mean, he's he's going to get that first win soon. And this would be a great weekend for it. Anytime you take a big bonus check like that and you mix it with the uncertainty of a track like Talladega, you have the recipe for some fun. And I think this being a dash for cash race where you're not going to have Joey Logano, you're not going to have Brad Kozlowski, you're not going to have Kyle Busch or Kyle Larson or whoever it might be. You're not going to have those guys, um, you know, dipping in and and running for the win and taking anything away from the regulars. This is going to be all about the drivers who are really doing it all year long in this series. And because, Jacob, it's so unpredictable, I could easily see um, a Ryan Sieg or somebody breaking through and getting a victory. But at the same time, I think it is Austin Cedric's opportunity. And I know Austin would like to, to do that. I mean, look, I think this is a young man who is still learning and still figuring things out in the stock car realm. A lot of fans don't know a lot about Austin, but that kid has driven more different types of cars in his young life than probably about anybody he's running against in that series. Stock cars are still the form of racing that he's still learning about, and I think he's he's ready to win some races this year. And I think if he wins, he'll win again. I think he's going to be one of these drivers that once you give him a taste of it, he'll just elevate the game that much further and probably win some more. And Austin's never been afraid to uh, ruffle feathers when he has to either, Jacob. So... This is also one of those kind of races, too, or it could be toward the end. Could this be an underdogs type of race? We've seen sure. Ryan Sieg and Ross Chastain in the Johnny Davis car. Of course, Ross this weekend is in the uh, 10 car for college yep. racing as a teammate to Justin Haley. I said earlier this week that I felt like this was an opportunity race for Ross to really come out and do a lot of what he needs to do to put himself in the playoffs this weekend. Uh, you've got Landon Castle, who's coming back yeah. to Johnny Davis yep. and running the four car this weekend in, in kind of a homecoming. Uh, and just that situation being what it is. I mean, could we see one of those types of drivers this weekend come out and shock the world and, and pick up a victory. Well, I, I think so, because again, it, it Talladega is very uncertain. You know, we haven't talked at all about the big one. We haven't said Which we that, know is we coming. uttered that phrase yet. And in most Talladega races, almost every one of them, we get at least one of those. Okay. And with running for a hundred thousand dollars, there are going to be four guys who are going to be a little extra bit up on the chip at the end of this Xfinity race if they're in contention. So I, yeah, I think that very well could happen. And here's the interesting thing about a landing castle or even a Ryan Sieg, although I think Sieg has the power and has the resources now to actually race with uh, the big teams. And I think he's proved that all year, but a driver like landing castle don't fall asleep on some of these guys and of course Jeffrey Earnhardt as well going to be back in action in this one don't fall asleep on some of these kind of middle packers your 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 landing castles your uh even I'll tell you Garrett Smithley's another one yes he's been in position um in a top five spot in in the past I mean 
it's all situational. And, you know, Lenny Pond got a win back, uh, gosh, forever ago in the cup race at early Talladega. 70, or yeah, mid, 70s or late 80s. 70s, I think, maybe early 80s. I think it was in the Junie Donlevy car. And, you know, that's kind of a JD Motorsports type of operation that was going on in cup at the time. Um, not far from the top end, but not quite at the top end. Talladega is a track that kind of equalizes everybody because of the type of racing we have. That's why it's fun to talk about some of these other drivers that could sneak up and steal one. And again, those are the fun opportunities, just like when Spencer Gallagher got his win last year. And that's why I laugh at you when you say the ARCA race is going to be which Venturini driver is going to go to victory lane. Well, I'm saying if I'm betting, you know, and plus you've got Michael Self, who to me is the king of the super speedways, the ARCA series. Perhaps, but there are two drivers who arguably should have finished first and second in the Daytona race in February, if not for a mistimed bump on the back straightaway, both of whom I feel like are powerhouses when it comes to super speedway style racing, and both of whom I feel like are very hungry for different reasons to get a victory. Todd Gilliland is one coming yep, back in, sure. uh, in the DJR Crosley car this weekend, and Brandon McReynolds for KBR Development and Mike Bursley. That's the team that's fielding Carson Hosevar in late models yeah, right now. And yeah, I loved, I got to talk to Brandon this week um, about his run this weekend, and he's bringing kind of a team mentality. You know, he recognizes at his age, almost you know, 28 years old now. I, I can't believe you're getting old talking. now. I know you're getting old now, Brandon. Long in the but tooth. he recognizes at his age that he's you know a win like this is probably not going to propel him into a cup ride. You know, he wants to do it more for the people he's working with with Bursley and that whole KBR team to get them a win for what they've invested in the sport yeah. beyond just him. So those are the kind of situations in the ARCA race that I look at and think are going to be really cool this weekend. A- Andy Sice, modified racer out of New Hampshire, is yeah. back with. Chris hour in the zero two car we know he knows how to draft to the front in the right circumstance uh it's it's anybody's guess what's going to happen this weekend but what we do know is it's going to be a lot of fun i would argue it's going to be must-see television all three days and you know talladega has had a penchant over the years for making drivers or helping drivers make their way. And I just have this funny feeling going into it that we may just see that this weekend, Tom. you got about 20 seconds if you have anything to add. Well, I agree with everything you just said. And and I come back to the Venturini cars only because of the strength of their driver lineup that they have. And that's why I say if you're going to win that race, you're going to go through those guys to do it. Um, but it, yeah, it's definitely wide open. I'd love to see, uh, an underdog steal that one. It would would be be much fun. fun. It would be much fun with that. We're going to step aside. And on the other side, we're going to talk to Mike Diaz about everything. The uh, late model program has going on at Southern national motorsports park. You won't want to miss that more motorsports madness coming up right after this. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, 
edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 this is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children name one of the leading killers of u.s children age 1 to 13 what's the best way to protect children in a car crash At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jesse Love and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu on Race Chaser Radio, also on Performance Motorsports Network and the American Forces Radio Network via Sports Byline USA, Race Chaser Media's Facebook page, any number Sirius of ways XM. you can find us. Sirius XM, yes, on Saturday night yes. at 7 p.m. So we are glad you're back with us right now. We are going to go to the Strutmasters.com hotline to talk about some late models because we have Michael Diaz from Southern National Motorsports Park on the line with us to talk about, Tom, a very unique program that is going on at that racetrack. And I'll let you give a little background as we bring Mike on. Well, yeah, first of all, well, let's, uh, let's just do that. Uh, welcome to the show, Mike. Uh, this is the first for us to talk with you, and uh, I don't know what's taken us so long, but we're happy that uh, a story that I saw on our uh, friends at race22.com's site uh, referencing what you're doing with your late model program this year was the real impetus for me giving you a call and saying, hey, let's talk about this, because I think this is <laughs> I think this is pretty cool, first of all, and I also think it's really out of the box and <clears throat> excuse me i think it's a, a situation where either uh this is going to be a groundbreaking thing that's going to really spur greater change uh through the industry or i i think you're going to have a nice uh situation for your local track i'm not sure which but talk a little bit mike about what you're doing with your late models for this year because this is basically hot off the press this week and first, you know, thanks for having me on, and thanks for reaching out today Absolutely. and, uh, and uh, to, to talk about it. 
Um, you know what, man? You know, all the racers, especially in the late model divisions that are on the, you know, the eastern um, portion of the states, you know, Virginia, um, South Carolina, North Carolina, yeah. you know, for the true late model stock, uh, NASCAR rules, late model. Um, and, and, and really, it, my program that I put into place could really could really transcend to anywhere. And it really, it's nothing more than just a go-kart mentality. Um, you yeah, know, go-kart is. racing, it is. It's go-kart mentality. And, and, and just along the ways is, is, is um, um, you know, most racers that they tell you now, just with the cost of racing in general, I mean, it's just escalated. I mean, um, not only do I, you know, own, own, own a couple of racetracks, it's, you know, my son also races. So I know, I know both sides of the gambit, which is a little bit unusual for a track promoter owner, you know, on both sides of the gambit oh. to have both of the expenses coming. Um, but what most races are, most, most racers will always tell you is just the cost to get to the racetrack is, is what keeps them from racing or is what makes them race a limited schedule. Um, and then, you know, so when I purchased, um, you know, with my partner's, Southern National back in 2012, I think it is right now. Um, I never quite understood why we, you know, racetracks do what they do, collect pit pass money, collect all this money, you know, just to turn around and write it back to the racers. Um, Creates a lot of paperwork, creates a lot of 1099s at the end of the year, creates a lot of administrative things. So my program, basically, I've been thinking about it for about a year and a half two years i've okay. talked to a lot of people and it's just it's one of those things you have to you have to kind of check yourself a little bit do you want to toss it out there it is a little bit of a gamble i mean you have to really re-educate the drivers because the first thing that the drivers are going to say well wait a second i'm, I'm not going to get a check um so you really have to do some education um uh, to the drivers to get them to understand it um but basically what the program is is you know i charge an entry fee it's 150 dollars for the late model stocks to come and drive to come and enter um, that gets them four pit passes, and it gets them free tires. Um, we're on a two-tire program, <clears throat> two tires, so it's two new, two used. Um, and so that that $150 will get them two new tires and two used tires, and you know two scuffs is what we call them. Yep. And it'll get them four pit passes. Um, I am going to require, since I am a NASCAR sanctioned track, um, you know at least two of those at least two of those guys getting pit passes has to have a NASCAR license, just because you know we need to we need to make sure that. That, that I follow the the rules, you know, Absolutely. to me by NASCAR. Sure. That you know, like, you know, the driver needs a NASCAR license, 100 percent. Crew chief needs a NASCAR license, 100 percent. I am a, a split pit, which is uh, I don't I don't require everyone to be NASCAR licensed, so I think I can get away with it. Um, but you get four pit passes, you get free tires, and it's 150 bucks. And that's that's you know, besides hauling, you know, besides hauling to the racetrack, and then race fuel, 10 gallons is usually what people you know buy. Those are going to be your only two other expenses. So, so a driver can come to the racetrack and really kind of know his expenses. Hey, you know, 150 bucks, and then if I need fuel this weekend, you know, I, I might have to spend another $90. You know, at nine bucks a gallon, ten gallons, I might have to spend another $90, and then, you know, however long it, you know, whatever it costs for me to tow to the racetrack. But I kind of, I kind of tell the drivers that you can't really, you can't really try to get your tow money back because if you fish, you'd have to bring your boat to the lake or to the, you know right. what I mean. So, you know, every hobby has an expense. And so, like, a lot of racers try to get all their expenses back. But let's just be realistic. Everything that you could do as a hobby has an expense, whether it's fishing, whether it's golf, whether it's tennis, whether it's ch – I mean, it doesn't matter. Sure. You have an expense. So yep. you're not going to get it all back. But what I've done now is, is I've made it affordable for a driver to come to the racetrack. Um, the catch is I only pay the top five. 
Um, and it's a pretty stout purse, really, honestly. Um, all of my events I was able to, to get with NASCAR since my season really just began this past, and I switched. I had two events that were just straight-up 75-lap races, um, and I was able to change those, um, thankfully, to twin races. Um, so I, I changed the format of two of my races. So now we have six more events. They're each twins, so there's a total of 12 races. Um, and I paid the top five. It's 800 for first, six for second, four for third, two for fourth, and 150 for, for fifth. So um, depending upon how you fare, if you win them both, you leave with 1600 bucks. You know, if you win one and win another, you know, you, so, so no matter what, if you place in the top five, you leave ahead of the game. If you place sixth place or worst, the only thing you really spent is 150 bucks. Right. Um, so it's just a little bit of a different mentality. It's, it's just out of the box. It's it's out of the box thinking, um, and I think that's what our sport really needs right now to get guys off of jack stands, cars that are on jack stands to the tracks, this, that, and the other. I've had, you know, when I talked to Langley over at Race Twenty Two, and I talked to so many other people, and they were just like, some were against it, some weren't. And you know, Langley was just like, Michael, it's creative, and you know, that's what we need. And 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 everybody knows that. I mean, I I did my my racing roulette at my Thanksgiving Classic a couple of years ago. Um, where people just paid a higher entry fee to win a you know to win twenty thousand dollars, you paid a thousand dollar entry fee. So I've always kind of thought of different ways to kind of put it on the racer to win more money. Um, you know, it's kind of like gambling. You know, if you if you bet if you bet a thousand dollars and you win, you're going to make more money than if you bet just five hundred. So I mean, that's kind of like the racer roulette that I did a couple years ago, which has been a success. I think all the racers appreciate it and like it. And this is just the next to try and get you know racers to the racetrack. Michael, uh, if you would, break down a little bit the cost of paying for tires and the pit passes for the racers as opposed to what you've got now with the $150 entry fee. And what ha- and then to follow up to that, what has been the reaction from the racers that you've talked to about this? So like my past weekend's event followed the normal structure, which was everybody... Uh, Driver's pit, everybody would come to the back gate. Now, if they had a NASCAR license, it was $30 for a pit pass. If they didn't have a NASCAR license, it was $40 for a pit pass. Um, That's just the structure that most kind of tracks on the East Coast kind of have. Some might be a little less. I think there's actually a couple that are a little bit more, but it's kind of irrelevant. There's a licensed cost and a non-licensed cost, and mine at my racetrack are $30 and $40. Okay. Um, So drivers, you know, you pay that, you get your armband, you get to get into the pits. Um, for a two new two scuff event, you're looking at you know the cost of tires. It's three hundred and thirty dollars for two new, and two scuff for basically cost you seventy five dollars. So you're looking at about four hundred and some dollars for tires um, if you were to purchase them. Um, so you know if you do it on a basis of kind of how I how I how I have it structured right now, they're going to spend at the back gate for pit passes for four guys. If they're all NASCAR sanctioned, they're going to spend 120 bucks, and then they're going to come write me a check for 400 and some for tires. So they're going to spend 500 and some dollars to get into the gate. Uh, if they need fuel, that's another 90. And then of course trailering their car. You know, so so yeah. racers. That's the mentality that racers kind of think. They think you know what? For me to go to the racetrack, I need 800 bucks. You know, seven to 800 dollars. Yeah, most racers actually, well, I've got to buy lunch, I've got to do this. And when they start saying that to me, I'm like, what, you don't eat on a regular basis? I'm like, you can't really toss that in. But, but they do. They say, hey, to go to the racetrack, I'm going to be about $800. Um, and, that's a, and that's a huge cost. A standard purse for me in the past, like this past weekend, I ran twin races. It was $1,000 to win 
and it was $100 to start each race. So if you came and you finished dead last, and this is my program is basically meant to help drivers get to the racetrack and those teams that might not be as funded as other teams um, to come out and race. And let's just get back to the grassroots. Let's go. Let's be competitive. Let's try and have some fun. But if you came and you spent that seven eight hundred dollars to get into the back gate your pit passes your tires and everything else mm-hmm. like that and you finish dead last in both races you only got a check back from the racetrack for 200 bucks so you're out six hundred dollars okay or you know you know 550 600 you know it's, it, it just depends upon how much you spend but underneath the new system you write a check for 150 bucks you get four pit passes you know if you need fuel that's on you right and if you if you place in the top five you leave with money if you don't, you spend 150 bucks. You're not out. You're not out the other money. Now the tires do have to stay at the track. I'm not selling the tires to anybody. Um, they're just kind of like um, I'm not going to say rentals because I'm not really charging anything. So they're on loan. Um, when the drivers come, they get they get their two new and they get their two scuff. At the end of the night, they bring those tires back. They impound them with me. I mark the two tires that they want to keep, and then the next race they get the same thing two new tires and those are their four tires for the race so they get to keep their tires so they know what they have for the for the upcoming races as well um so i mean and that helps too because then the racers know oh, i'm just going to take my lefts and impound those and you know get rid of my rights and then i'll right. put my new tires on the rights a lot of drivers at southern national will put their new tires on their left for one race and and, and race their lefts on their rights to to race the races just because sometimes southern nationals just depends on the day might be a little bit more abrasive than the other times mm-hmm. um but you know there's a huge savings to it i mean you know 150 yeah, dollars that's what about, they do and they i think it's about 400 bucks by my calculations you've saved them with this system versus buying everything separately um at correct. least 400 bucks so that's uh now you know again i'm curious like jacob was uh is what you got about a minute and a half what uh has been the reaction so far so far positive. You know, you have those guys, you have those guys that, 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 that at first they don't really think about it and they're like, what, well, I don't get a check. But then by the time they think about it, and luckily I met with all my, we had two rain delays. We had to drive the track twice this past weekend. So um, I actually pulled all the 17, there was 18, 17 or 18 cars. I, I just pulled all the drivers, just me and the drivers, and we talked about it. And of those drivers that were in there, you know, you had Stacey Purrier, you had Bradley McCaskill, you had Ronald Renfro, you had... You know, you had a lot of good guys sure. in there, Adam Murray. I mean, you had a lot of great drivers that are in there. And they were, there were a couple that just didn't quite get it at first, but then the drivers started telling. And, and I think that's what's going to catch on here. I think the other racers are going to start to help me educate everybody and try and say, hey, guys, you don't need as much money to go to the racetrack now. It doesn't matter what you leave with. You don't need as much money to go to the racetrack. Exactly. And, if you have a, and if you have a great day, you have a little bit of a bonus. But no matter what, I have six events. Six events left to, to win my Division One NASCAR Wheel and All American Championships. I have six events. So yep. if you if you do the math, 150 bucks times six, a racer can come race with me for the rest of the year for 900 dollars. Yeah, and you just you can't beat that. Well, Mike, we want to thank you for joining us, and and we really appreciate your insight and your time on this program. We will be uh, looking forward to seeing how this turns out for Southern National. 
man, I appreciate it, and thanks for uh, thanks for having me. And just you know, again, I just like to thank uh, you know NC Clicket or Ticket, the North Carolina governor, for coming on board, and and Kurt Ipock with Solid Rock Carriers because he's you know those those guys are really a big part of of me being able to to put this program together to really help the racers. That's awesome. We're gonna step aside when we return. Motorsports Madness, powered by My Computer Career, rolls on. We'll be right back. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Riley Herbst, and you're listening to Race Talk on PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, and we we managed to jerry-rig during the first portion of this a microphone over here for Mr. Video Guy. So Chris gets Mr. to say hi. Chris Chris gets to say hi now. Say hi, Chris. Hi, everybody. 
I, I, I thought, well, never mind. It, it is, I forget that it is Chris. See, when, when I said, Tom, say hi, Chris, I was hoping he was going to be smart Chris. and say yeah, hi, Chris. Yeah, I guess that would yeah. make more sense. You know, he's, he, it's one of those things where it just, you know, right over the head, but that's okay. Oh, well. We'll, we'll get him used to the uh, way we do things around here sooner or later. You've Eventually. had a lot of those jokes, right, Tom? That's where all your hair went? And just that's exactly right. Yep, just knocked all the hair <laughs> off. Um, so, Tom, I, I know this is a short segment here, but quick thoughts on – we just had Mike Diaz on yeah. in the last segment, and quick thoughts there because I, I, I like the word – that came to mind during the break for me was revolutionary as far as the short track sets concerned. This really could change the game. Well, yeah, I think it could. Um, The thing I like about it is that it puts the emphasis on fixed costs. And, you know, Michael's right. If you could go to the racetrack for less and race, you know, drivers very rarely make money at this level in in this sport. Um, So it's really about how much it costs to go and race, if you can keep that cost down. So you figure your 150 bucks that you have to pay for your tires and pit passes, then, you know, you throw in, you know, whatever it is, uh, 100 bucks in fuel. And, you know, if you're feeding the crew or whatever, another 100 bucks, you're going to the racetrack for, you know, probably three, 400 bucks versus, 750 800 bucks or more now of course you know if you crash you crash and that's always been a cost that you can't control but you know in terms of just going to the races he's knocked about four to 450 out of that initial layout that's a big deal um especially for a class that he's only running a half dozen or so times um that makes it also a little easier to go find some sponsor support too jacob because you can you can do with less sponsor money than what you had. So I think it's going to be an interesting program to watch. Yes, it will. And when we return, we're going to start the second half of Motorsports Madness, powered by My Computer Career. Stick around. We're back after this. We're growing like crazy and need account reps who know their way around agencies, the Internet, and social media. Got connections? Or do you know how to get to the decision makers? Are you fearless? We need you. Internet radio, or as we call it, wireless mobile radio, is rapidly becoming the place to be with almost limitless income potential. So contact us to get involved with the fastest growing professionally produced group of Internet radio stations in the world. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or you can email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Okay, so Sarah, I'm dropping you off at Emily's? Yep. And Josh, you're going to? Soccer, Dad. Soccer practice. Right. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to let you know when I pick you both up, I'll be wearing my short shorts. What? No! Yep, and my dorky dad hat, and I'm going to do my dad dance for all your friends. They'll love it! Seriously? Why? Because I like my short shorts. Of course, I could be talked out of it if you guys would just buckle up your seatbelts without giving me a hard time. It's important to get your kids to buckle up for safety, no matter what it takes. And sometimes, all it takes is your parental powers of persuasion. Okay, okay, we're buckling up. See, all buckled. Good choice. I'll just have to do my dad dance at dinner time. What, what? No! 
Do what you have to to make sure your kids are wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Hi, I'm NASCAR driver William Byron. You're listening to Motorsports Madness on PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, and now Chris Murdoch uh, as well has a microphone back here as we talk all things racing on this show. And uh, our first half was certainly eventful. We had uh, Michael Diaz from Southern National Motorsports Park on talking about... uh, the new plan for his late model division at the track for 2019. We talked some Talladega triple header conversation. And now in this hour, Tom, uh, looking forward to in our next segment, talking with Aaron Creed about the Super Cup Stock Car Series opener for 2019 at Dominion. Yeah, and that's another series that's, um, I don't want to call it revolutionary, but I think it's um, it's almost a time machine. And we'll get into that as we bring Aaron in, but this is a series that runs, uses NASCAR style stock cars, and you can run for a championship in this series um, for about, and this is with a rental ride, not even doing it yourself, uh, for about five grand a race um, over the, the eight to 10 race schedule is very reasonable compared to say K&N or even ARCA. And um, they're essentially the same cars. They just run on, you know, short tracks. And this, this series is really doing a nice job of building its track base and fan base over the last couple of years. Dominion's one of those tracks that's been a staple for them. So this will be a big race coming up, and we'll be excited to talk with Aaron about it. It really will. I actually got a chance to take in a pair of Super Cup races at Jennerstown Speedway last September when I was there with the Mussy Racing Sprint That's Cars right. as the yep. as the headliner. And just to see the style of racing, the veterans versus the young drivers, uh, Bob Schacht, former ARCA, former ARCA driver, I should say, uh, was there and certainly has uh, made his name known in the Super yep. Cup Series over the last couple of years. And it's just fun. It was fun for me to see the, the mix of talent that has really jumped on with this thing and and taken you know taken part in it pretty quickly so uh, we'll look forward to bringing Aaron on in just a couple of minutes also in this hour we'll get back to talking a little bit about Talladega we've also got some news to break down during this hour because well NASCAR made an offer to acquire ISC and now we've uh, seen an offer pop up for SMI that we'll talk about later on as well but first we got to do a little bit of business so on the other side of this Aaron Creed joins Motorsports Madness. We'll be right back. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. 
Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Todd Gillant, and you're listening to Race Talk on PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. Ah, there's the Gilliland kid who's driving an ARCA car this weekend. I knew he was in here somewhere. You know he's going to be chomping at the bit to get a win because I know how frustrated he's been with his With truck the truck series. side, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So. so with that, welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Chris Murdoch, and going back to the strutmasters.com hotline right now to chat with our good friend from the Super Cup Stock Car Series, Aaron Creed, who... I know is extremely excited about the series opener this weekend at Dominion. Aaron, uh, we're glad to have you on the program and glad to talk about Super Cup again because, uh, number one, I love watching the series. You taught me that real quick at Jennerstown last year. But number two, I love Dominion, and I know it's been a tremendous track for you guys. Yeah, good to, ha- good to uh, talk to you guys again as well. And, um yeah, we're really looking forward to 2019. We're going to be beginning and ending the season at Dominion Raceway. Um, this is our third year at the state-of-the-art track that was built only a few years ago. Um, it's it's going to be great because there's so many... Um, when you enter any racing season, there's always so many unknowns that... Yeah. that, um, that you are anticipating and wondering how it's all going to shake out, um, you know, competition wise and who's going to make some improvements uh, compared to the 
past year, who's going to kind of break through, who's going to have another great season and maybe get something that got that win or that championship that's been eluding them. And we're probably going to see that all play out starting this Saturday. So looking back real quick on last year, you know, what, what's the lineup look like as far as full-time contenders? Who are we going to see back from last year contending for the championship and who may be new that's coming in? So 2019 is going to be interesting because, especially starting with Dominion, there were two drivers in the history of the last five races that we've had at Dominion, and there were only two drivers that had a stranglehold on Victory Lane, uh, the pole award, and even leading it halfway. And neither of those two drivers are, going, are expected on Saturday. So it kind of leaves the door wide open in, in regards to Dominion Raceway. Um, but there's been some drivers that have shown some um, success there and just haven't, you know, sealed the deal with a victory or anything like that. Two of the veterans that will be back this year um, include Brent Nelson from Petersburg, West Virginia, and Kevin Cromer from Walnutport, Pennsylvania. And uh, they've both been, um, you know, pretty much, I guess you could say, stalwarts for the series. Both of them have run for several years on a full-time basis. And... Um, they're both going to expect it to be back once again uh, to do the same. Both of them have led laps at Dominion Raceway in the past. Um, Kevin Cromer, his last time out, he finished a close second at Dominion. Um, and then one other driver that led laps in the April race we had last year it was Alan Perkheiser, which some folks will probably remember from the, the Pro Cup Series days. Um, his only start in the series was last April, and he qualified third and finished second, led a couple laps as well. So he'll definitely be one to contend, even though he hasn't run in about a year. Right. So that's just a few of them. <laughs> well, one that one name that jumped to mind for me was J.J. Pack, who I know is uh, expected to bring a couple cars to the racetrack, but I know he himself is nursing a pretty decent winless streak. Oh, yeah, he he's... Um, I don't think he's won since his championship season, which came in 2014. So you know he's going to be hungry to, to get back in victory lane, and he's been working hard. They've been thrashing away at his shop in Virginia on, I believe, up to three cars that they're going to bring, that they're planning on bringing. And J.J. has shown some speed at Dominion, which is his home track now, um, and he just hasn't had quite the finishes to show for it, unfortunately. So maybe this year will be a turnaround for him once again, and we'll see kind of what we saw from him a few years back. Um, that, that could definitely be the case. I'm sure J.J. will appreciate Jacob reminding him that he hasn't won in uh, five years. Yeah, five years. Um, it, uh, yeah, and, and J.J. is obviously going to race. I know Edward Adams is going to be running for him as well out of that same stable and edward is one of a slightly growing number of younger drivers that are actually finding their way into super cup for this year i guess you've got a couple of uh brothers that uh are competing as well right yeah, there are, we're starting off the season with seven drivers eligible for our Rookie of the Year award, which is the most, the biggest class we've had since 2013. Edward Adams III is one of them in a, in a team car to, to J.J., and uh, then, we, yes, we have two brothers. Their last name is actually Brothers, yeah. Hayden and Landon Brothers. They started, off, um, they started off last year helping out at the track with a couple existing competitors, and then they acquired their own equipment 
made their debut about halfway through the season. And uh, both of them, they're only 14 years of age. I know they're turning 15 soon, but they're only 14 years of age now, youngest drivers in the field. Um, then we also have Lauren Butler and Andrew Kostelnik, um, that are still fairly in the younger generation. They have a lot of experience in street stocks at their home track in, in Jennerstown. And uh, both of them had some impressive runs at Jennerstown the second half of the, last year. Um, Andrew's coming to Dominion for the first time. Lauren's run there a couple times. Both of them are running for Rookie of the Year. We expect them to really show some improvement as well. Um, Lauren already has a top five to her credit. Andrew finished third three times at Jennerstown, almost right out the box. So um, drivers like them um, are, are certainly going to be contenders. Uh, also, Samantha Rohrbaugh, who is uh, Cody Rohrbaugh's sister, yep. she's going to be running at Dominion. And then also one of our other rookie contenders, slightly older than the other drivers, but still in his first full season is, is a gentleman named John Miller that will be uh, running as well. So seven rookie competitors. We'll see how things shake out for them as they get started here I'm curious I'm curious the big story Aaron I feel like when when I visited and got to see Super Cup at Jennerstown late last year the the story everybody was talking about Bob Schacht Bob Schacht Bob Schacht where the heck is Bob Schacht gone off to well he's he's still around but he he is they did uh did mention that he's not going to be coming to Dominion we expect him to come back uh, around somewhat later in the season. Um, I know he, last the end of last season, actually, even though he won a championship, it didn't end too well uh, with two cars. And one car, his primary car hit the wall pretty hard at, in August at Jennerstown. And then Dominion, um, he, he had an issue and went hard into the Dominion wall. <laughs> so um, he was okay. But unfortunately, his two cars were not. I know he's been kind of regrouping over the offseason, uh, getting a couple new cars. Um, I know he's playing around with some other stuff, which I'm sure they're going to announce as well soon. So I don't think you've – you haven't seen the last of Bob Shack, that's for sure. So just real quickly to tie it all together, uh, going into a new season, a lot of optimism. You know, I, Would you agree that the series, I, I feel like – found a really nice foothold last year and I, I it seems like this year with the field you've got that's only growing yeah i think so too i mean last year we we didn't have as many full-time competitors last year from beginning to end but we had the most number of you know of competitors we had 37 drivers run at least one race which is a record for us um and we've We've expanded our schedule a little bit this year. Um, after Dominion, three weeks after Dominion, we're going to Southern National uh, Motorsports Park in Kenley, North Carolina for yep. the first time. Uh, we're returning to Shenandoah Speedway for the first time in a, quite a few years, uh, a couple weeks after that. And then in the end of July, I know a lot of competitors are looking forward to, is Salem Speedway, um, obviously a very popular track among ARCA competitors. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. And we're getting a lot of interest from from drivers from the Midwest. We already had some interest from competitors from that area um, prior to you know making the announcement that we're going to Salem. So um, it gives them an opportunity to you know step up and see what we're all about and and come participate with us as well. Anyone that has these kinds of cars, uh, kinds of stock cars in the Midwest. So 
we're looking forward to seeing who's going to come out when when we get to the end of July. Well, we want to thank Aaron Creed for joining us on this edition of Motorsports Madness, and we are going to step away to a commercial break when we continue. Well, you never know what we'll get into, so stick around because Motorsports Madness, powered by My Computer Career, rolls on in just a moment. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot left, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette it's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Cody Connor, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Chris Murdoch with you, talking about motorsports. And the news of the week, I think, comes kind of in similar fashion, Tom, as to what we saw back in November when NASCAR made a bid to acquire all uh, outstanding 
Class A and Class B stock of International Speedway Corporation, which in effect was a move to take ISC and go private with it. Now we've seen this week that uh, Sonic Financial Corporation, which is a company owned by Bruton Smith and other members of the Smith family, is trying to do the same thing with Speedway Motorsports Incorporated. So now you have two separate offers to acquire all the outstanding stock of these two-track operation companies. And should this work out and be successful, you'll have both companies go private, which there's some interesting permutations that could come out of that. But I think your first thought about this before we get into those permutations is... Why is this really news? Well, yeah, uh, and I was just was sitting here thinking you played that reentry with the little slow blues kind of thing and thinking how many race car drivers are in that sort of a mood every Monday morning. I, it's just something that I was thinking about. <laughs> that, that song could fit perfectly how they feel. Um, you know, the, I, see, for me, this kind of backdoor sort of stuff um, – is more about condensation um, or, um, you know, more about condensing than it is anything. I mean, I think um, eventually a lot of people feel like there's a at least a 50-50 chance that NASCAR and SMI are going to be at some point down the road sold. That's There's a lot of discussion about that in one person one group or one person is going to end up with all of it. If if you follow that theory, then each of the two companies wanting to condense or combine their assets into one organization makes great sense. Now, the you know, there's a lot of complications in terms of, you know, the FTC and all of the, the things that go on in there and um, antitrust or whatever. So there's a lot of financial formalities and um, complexities that go into doing these things and taking a company private like that. And so I don't know, for me, this this doesn't feel like the kind of breaking news that, um, you know, Kyle Bush leaving Joe Gibbs and going to drive for some other team is breaking news. This feels to me like, you know, companies doing things sort of, you know, in the upper level of the office on the top floor. And I don't really get affected by that. And I don't think I don't think this is the kind of thing that really is going to have any bearing on, you know, the sport in terms of how it operates or the fans or whatever anyway. Um, so, no, I don't think it's a huge story, but I do think that it may be a signal that you know both companies are wanting to combine their assets it it feels like that it it may be a sign that maybe perhaps at some point down the road jacob um something else is coming in terms of uh you know whether things get sold or new ownership that kind of thing well your definition of things are coming and my definition of things are coming are very different chris because when you look at the the business side of things um tom's thinking it's going to go in one direction which is a compaction of you know both companies ultimately falling under the nascar umbrella and it being sold as one giant package to something 
I'm seeing this as moves trying to be made before the discussion of the 2021 schedule begins, because if both companies go private, there aren't any extra stakeholders at that point that have to be considered when you're talking about scheduling and what tracks go on the schedule, what tracks go off the schedule. For the kind of moves that NASCAR wants to make for 2021, it would seem that moves like this would open up the calendar and open up the ability for both ISC and SMI as private companies to be able to make the kind of changes that NASCAR wants to make. Well, when I think you look at it from your point of view, I think you really are kind of correct in your point because you see that as a business owner, the more control you have, the better off you could be. So when you're looking at the schedule, like you say, and you want to put this track here, this track there, then you see these companies sort of move that so they have more control over what track goes where or what track gets dropped or what track gets added. And I think I could see it more going your way, Jacob, than what I could see it going Tom's way. Now, that's not to say that I necessarily disagree, Tom, with your point that NASCAR could be sold in the long term, but... I I just think the especially the way that uh, the letter read today to to the SMI board of directors and talking about that NASCAR has has notified that you know these kinds of changes might be best for the industry and and you know going down the road I just I I get the sense that these are changes that are being made right now for the betterment of the sport and not necessarily because there's some sort of impending sale that we don't know about. Well, but I think it's one and the same. I th- I think there's, you know, here we are in 2020, and I think, I, I don't, I mean, I don't believe that this, anything happens with, you know, the sport being sold or whatever, any of that for a number of years yet, four, five, six, whatever years. But part of, part of putting the sport in its best situation to be sold is, basically simplifying it and kind of compacting and there is that part of it that says okay if if it's private then there's nobody to tell us what we can or can't do now again there's a lot of tricky things that go on within that it isn't like this is just going to happen and by you know the end of next month it's all going to be done but um i do agree that nascar is wanting i think they understand They've got to make some pretty sweeping changes at this point. Um, they they kind of went down a path that worked for a little while, but then it didn't work anymore. And the the administration that was in charge at that time failed to recognize that. And so we're in a situation where NASCAR needs to make some moves. And I do think you're going to see some tracks dropped or at least, you know, maybe cut a race out for next year. And the more I hear, Jacob, the more I believe this is actually going to be 2021 is going to actually be a pretty wild schedule. You've got still the possibility of Nashville coming back, but there are problems with the municipality there and some things going on with the fairgrounds. But I believe that you're going to see a pretty sweeping change in the schedule with some tracks and series or tracks and uh, venues coming in that 
we haven't either seen in many years or maybe have never seen, for example, a cup race on. And I do think that you guys are on the money when you say that NASCAR is trying to prepare for that. But really, any of this financial stuff, when you try to combine assets, it's more about preparing for the next generation or the next step of that, which I believe eventually may result in new ownership for the entire thing. I don't think somebody's going to buy NASCAR and somebody else SMI. I think if one sold, somebody will buy it all if that happens. But I don't see it being before 24, 25 in that area. Well, when you look at the the schedule and how it is sort of being changed for 2020, going back to your point of NASCAR needs to make some sweeping changes, they've pretty much laid the brick on the gas pedal and said, you guys want changes, here you go. So they've kind of flopped everything around, moved some big tracks to dates that I didn't even think they could. And it's gotten some mixed reactions. And I think the fans are kind of, I guess, being put back on the edge of their seat once again. Because if you look when the schedules were announced, you see, holy crap, they're moving all of these races. So I think they're going in the best direction possible. And 2021, the brick's going to go through the floor. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think you're right chris and and you know what jacob for me that's fine and and i think you know a lot of the consternation that the fans are having there's a number of fans that just they don't want change but they want change they you know you move indy over here and put daytona over there well that's not good we didn't want that we wanted daytona to stay on the fourth what if they put it on the road course well we kind of like a road course race at daytona but maybe not on the fourth you're never going to please everybody and that's part of the problem I have here with, with the fans' reaction. NASCAR needs to do what it takes to hit a reset button on the sport. It's basically a reboot at this point um, of what kind of competition, what sorts of tracks, what are we going to present here? And uh, the news we had today, I think, is I don't think it matters as much for that, but it's certainly indicative that there are changes coming in the sport and it's not just going to be one and done. It's going to be a series of them over a few year period to kind of get the sport back to where it was uh, at one point a while ago when it was more of a regional sport necessarily than maybe a major market sport. Fair enough. And I actually agree with a lot of what both of you said during this discussion and obviously the, we're talking about things that aren't going to play out over the next three months right. or six months or even a year this is and all we're speculating a lot of it right it's we are speculating a lot of it yep it's going to be interesting to see i think how all of that uh, breaks down and and where the crumbs fall over the next you know three to five to seven years so with all of that being said we're going to gear up for our lightning round which is coming up in just a couple of minutes and you definitely won't want to miss that motorsports madness powered by my computer career continues right after this how to be a great dad in 15 seconds bike ride go fish walk in the park phone call milkshake play catch picnic fly a kite tell jokes laugh talk read a story tell a story bumper car swing set bowling pillow fight cut loose stay tight because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life take time to be a dad today call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? 
Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Zane Smith, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. It is our last big segment of the show, and that means it is our lightning round, which is fun because it means we get to talk about all sorts of things and be quick-hitting and sometimes witty and, well, usually get up on the wheel just a little bit more than we always are. So, I want to talk about testing, y'all. Let's testing. talk about testing. Testing? Is that like practice? <laughs> yes. About practice? Yes. It's like talking game. about... It's like practice. Not, it, practice. Yeah. Exactly. Talk it's like testing. talking about practice. Yeah. We're talking about testing. Okay. And specifically, we're talking about the Indianapolis 500 oh, open test that happened this week. And it was rather waterlogged. Uh, we know that. <laughs> but we did get to see... And, and you're not, I'm not going where you think I'm going with this. I, I'm not talking about no who was fastest all, so. or <laughs> anything like that. I, I'm not even worried about specific numbers. I'm worried about the best-looking car because there were some really, really good-looking race cars that hit the track this week, led by the driver of the number 12 Chevrolet for Team Penske because hashtag Chris Black is back, and it looks so good. Verizon 5G on Will Powers' car for the month of May as he bids for a second Indianapolis 500 win and I have never been a fan of the chrome look on the Verizon cars when they went to it the last couple of years. I was like, eh, this car looks so slick. I- I'm already excited. You see, I'm on the opposite end of that, Jacob. I like the chrome car. I even have a willpower IndyCar diecast in my room just sitting on a Did shelf. Did you get the 500 win diecast? 
no, this was 2016 oh, when okay. me and a friend went to Indianapolis and okay. I got to kiss the bricks and got a little power die cast. Okay, there you go. So we were talking about the 5G scheme. I may have to get a new die cast now because that has to be one of my favorite indie car paint schemes that I've seen over the past couple of years. It's slick black. You've got the red. You've got Verizon on it. And it's driven by Will Power. It's going to be fast. I think we know that. I think the only question is whether his teammate can prevent him from joining the list of multiple 500 winners by uh, winning his fourth Indianapolis 500. Tom Elio Castroneves was back in the seat. And let's just be real here. Elio jumps in an IndyCar for the month of May, and he looks like he's never missed a beat since 2001. Is this the year? Is this the year? Can he do it? Of course he can do it. I mean, that, it, will it be the year? Who knows? That's why they were on the race. But uh, certainly he can. And as far as paint schemes and the looks of cars, I have I have one that just got established because it's one of the latest breaking news announcements about drivers stepping up and, and filling seats that we didn't know were going to be open. J.R. Hildebrand... Oh, the Dan Gurney. coming yes. back with the Dan the, the Gurney tribute. 48, yep. yeah. And I think, I just think, actually, I think that car is, I love that car when Dan Gurney had it. And I just think that's going to be a really neat thing to see. But, um, and I think JR's got a shot to win as well, which is great. I do think Elio Castroneves, again, if he could win his fourth Indy 500, he's a driver that, whether you like the establishment, you know, whether you're into Penske and Ganassi or whatever, or whether you'd rather see the underdog win, if the establishment's going to win, Elio's a guy that everybody can live with because he's just got the best personality and the best sense of humor, and his passion for the sport is still there. The fire's still burning, and he can still drive. I have no doubt that he's going to be a contender to win the Indy 500 again. And if he does it, I think it's going to be a hugely popular win. And I will predict right now, he will not retire. Really? No. No? If he wins four, he's going to want to win five. (laughs) That's just how Elio rolls. The question is, will Roger make sure there's a car for him to try to win five? Why wouldn't you? If he can still drive and you can find a way to finance it, why wouldn't you? He is more popular, I would argue, than any other driver in Rogers' stable, maybe with the exception of Joseph Newgarden, only because, you know, he's a pure-blood American, um, young driver, sort of that kind of thing. I think he's very popular, but I think Elio represents something in the sport that Roger would probably try to keep going as long as A, they could pay for it. B, Elio was willing, and C, it could be competitive. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, I want to add to the car discussion for a minute because Connor Daly's car was unveiled this week yes. with Andretti Autosport, yeah. and it looks like a U.S. Air Force fighter oh, jet, and yeah. it looks amazing. It really does. This is the beautiful thing about Indy, guys, isn't it? I mean, everybody, and this is why, you know, if you want to hit some lightning round and something – Maybe we'd fight about it. We might all just agree. But this whole thing that Roger Penske and Chip Ganassi are spouting about, 
guaranteed starting spots in the 500. Uh, guys, love you a long time. You have both been instrumental in the growth of IndyCar racing and the sustenance of it and whatever. But when it comes to guaranteed starting spots for the Indy 500, please sit down and be quiet. It's the Indy 500. This is not uh, some street course or whatever. You got to earn your way into this thing. If you start doing guaranteed starting spots, you know what we lose? All the little teams and the extra seats that are getting filled for this year's race. We finally have gotten it, Jacob, to where we've got 36, 37 cars again and a real bump day. Oh, by the way, um, that guaranteed starting spot idea is a terrible one, and I hope it never happens. I hope so, too, because as uh, Jake Query said, on I think it was on IndyCar Radio and IndyCar.com earlier this week, Chris, it's about one word, tradition. The tradition of bump day, the pageantry of bump day, everything that makes bump day and the indy 500 what it is it doesn't matter who you are you can make this race this race can make you you can miss this race and go home and be sitting on the trailer like roger penske was with every single one of his cars in 1995 it's never mattered who you are it shouldn't matter who you are and the big three need to just go away shoot be gone and the fact that it's the big three causing the most commotion out of this you would think they would be the three owners that would be the most confident in getting into this race right but i i think i you think can't, the hinchcliffe thing last year scared a lot of people you you can't you, i don't care who you are like you said you can be a penske you can be a ganassi don't change bump day um but the last thing i will add to the indie discussion is isn't it just great that we're having this conversation it's around that time i I love it it's finally time and as tom referenced we are uh it's not been formally announced i believe uh that (laughs) it was unofficially officially announced when his name showed up on the test sheet this week uh that the uh, 36th and final key to this year's indy 500 entry list was held by aeroschmidt peterson motorsports and uh Hi, Oriel Servia. We knew you were coming. We just, you know, had to rethink that we knew you were coming before they released the entry list for the test. And IMS said, "Oh yeah, he's coming." Well, and that, and there again. So we've got three cars that are going home, and and to me, that's not a bad thing. That's what makes Indy, Indy. And I would rather see it not be a points race if that's what they got to do in order to. You know, then I would to see them go to guaranteed starting spots. I understand from a sponsor standpoint, they don't want to miss the Indy 500. But you know what? It's up to the teams and the drivers to do what it takes to put themselves in. And the best thing that could happen to IndyCar in general, because let's make no mistake. I know the ratings are up for the other races, but at the end of the day, the common American racing fan knows one race, and that's all they know about IndyCar, and it's the Indy 500. You don't mess with the formula for that race. No, absolutely not. Uh, I want to continue with this lightning round for for just a couple of minutes. And sticking with the Indy 500 theme, 
which driver team pairing were you most surprised about as as this list was coming together? Ooh. I know for me, wow. Tom, it was the Connor Daly Andretti Autosport pairing. Not because I don't believe in Connor's ability, but because honestly, with with where he had bounced around from team to team the last few years, I didn't think that the big team owners anymore were looking at Connor as a driver that was viable for them, maybe in an Indy only entry or even in a part time entry. Uh, but I was glad to see Michael take the chance on him. I believe Con- you know it's easily the best car Connor's ever been in at oh, the yeah, Speedway. Sure. And to me, I think that's a car that can potentially go out and deliver Michael his fifth Indy 500 victory. See, I don't know if I'm surprised by that one too much because I feel like when it comes to Indy, Connor's always in the conversation. Oh, no, I was just um, curious which driver hmm, team pairing boy, that's you, you might question. have been surprised at. I, I feel like Servia or J.R. Hildebrand both would, would fit into that conversation because both of them so late in the going, and we weren't sure really whether we were going to get either one in this year's 500, but we kept saying Hildebrand has got to land somewhere. Right. You know, so I would say either of those two, um, but I think this may be, if you go from top to bottom in terms of driver skill and driver talent, this may be the most rock solid and competitive field from top to bottom that we've ever had at Indy um, in this era anyway. Um, and it's just impossible to really look at who can win this race because I feel like just about every one of them could actually win this race if certain conditions happen. There aren't too many weak links in this field, I don't feel like. No, I agree. Chris, in about a minute, any any thoughts for you as to – a surprise for you in this year's field if there was one I don't think for me there was really a surprise um you know Elio coming back for his 19th makes me happy because you know Penske but I think I think right now I'm just ready for Indy and I think Tom we talked about this earlier it's just Indy's Indy, and that's yeah. all it needs to be said. Yeah, I mean Ed Jones uh, finally getting something too. Yeah, the um, well, we knew that was coming uh, with the uh, Scuderia uh, Scuderia Corsa entry. <laughs> easy wow, for you to yeah, say. E- really easy for me to say. Uh, in the third, you know, Scuderia Corsa Ed Carpenter combo car this year, but yeah, yeah. I think that's going to be a good seat for Ed. I think. Yeah, I mean, I I just think this is an interesting field, and I think. You know, there may be four or five at the most that you could look and say, okay, no chance, no chance, no chance, no chance. But, you know, I think this is a great field of drivers. And this time of year is always special, whether you're an F1 fan because of Monaco, whether you're an IndyCar fan, the 500 or a NASCAR fan for the 600. The month of May is is the greatest month to me of all for national and international racing of the of the year yes and um you know when we do when we do next week's show we're going to be basically on the cusp of uh or right at um you know the beginning of may so yes and we will have our final thoughts for this show right around the turn stick around 
Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Hi, I'm Tyler Reddick, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Final thoughts here on this edition of Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Chris Murdoch. We're going to go around the table. We teased it earlier. Talladega winners, Tom, go. Uh, Talladega winners, cups. Oh, gosh. Uh Man, I forgot where I was going with the Cup Series pick, but Daniel Suarez sounds as good as any Xfinity Series, Justin Allgaier, and Arca Series, Michael Self. All right, Christopher. Uh, I will go Christian Eckes, Arca. I like that thought. Um, Ryan Sieg. And really? Jimmy Johnson. Sieg, you're a believer? Yep, I'm a believer. Okay. All right. Oh, my. For me, in the ARCA series, I said Christian Eckes on Monday. I love the story. I'm going to change my tune, though, slightly. Brandon McReynolds, I think, wins the ARCA race on Friday. Saturday, I am all day with Chris, especially after what he did in February at Daytona. Ryan Sieg shocks the world and wins 
this Xfinity race on Saturday and for the Cup Series until he proves that he is not the master of the new Super Speedway package. Brad Keselowski is my guy for a sixth Talladega victory to move up to second all time. And with that, that means we have to throw a checkered flag on this edition of Motorsports Madness. Thanks to mycomputercareer.edu as well as strutmasters.com and HMS Motorsport for what they do to make this show possible. And for Tom Baker and Chris Murdoch, I'm Jacob Seelman reminding you to keep it off the wall. And if you're headed to a racetrack, we might just see you there. Have a safe racing weekend till we meet again. You've been listening to Motorsports Madness with the Race Chaser Online crew. Stay tuned to Performance Motorsports Network for more race talk. For the latest motorsports news, visit racechaseronline.com. Motorsports Madness is a copyrighted production of the Performance Motorsports Network, www.performancemotorsportsnetwork.com. A member of the Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated and may not be rebroadcast, replicated, or saved in any media without the explicit written permission of PMN. Check out our Facebook page or our section in the PMN website. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, co-hosts, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect those of the management and ownership of either the Performance Motorsports Network or Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated, the advertisers, or the marketing partners. Be listening again next week when the madness returns on Monday night at 7 Eastern. Until then, keep it off the wall and keep the shiny side up.